Good morning, Wisconsin. If it's Monday after a Sunday Packer game, it's Monday Morning Quarterback presented by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. He joins me every uh, Monday Morning Quarterback, Greg Matzik. Good morning, Greg. Hey, Steve. How are you doing this morning? Good. So is it a momentary reprieve from the nightmare that is the 2017-2018 Packers seasons, or is this uh, signs of hope for Packers fans, your takeaways from uh, the 34-20 victory over the Falcons yesterday at Lambeau Field? Well, you always feel better about a win. I'm sure of that. And, uh, you know, even though the playoffs really aren't being spoken about so much, maybe a little bit more this week than last week, last week was a bit tumultuous. So playoffs were kind of back burner, according to Aaron Rodgers. But you've got that flickering hope and the, and the rope is frayed, but it's still connected. And, you know, at that point, it, you feel like you still maybe have something to play for here with three games left. And it uh, certainly won't be easy, but nonetheless, uh, you feel like that door is even open a crack and, and plenty to play for here. Like a lot of games this season, Greg, it starts one way and then finishes differently. We saw the Falcons march down the field, 75-yard drive to start the game, go up 7 nothing, and then the Packers score 34 unanswered points. What do you make of that? Yeah, well, they answered, that, that's for sure. But a um, couple things that, that really stand out to me. Number one, it was kind of a, a quick-hitting passing attack early on. Aaron Rodgers was in rhythm and, and on schedule, and I think that, that showed up. And you know, A lot of people wondering why Jamal Williams was in the game early on. Well, three offensive linemen, starting offensive linemen, did not play in that game. And the first scripted plays included a lot of passing. And he's their best pass blocker. So uh, that told the story to me. But I also make of it, Atlanta's not a very good football team. And they shot themselves in the foot repeatedly after that opening scoring drive. He had the weird play uh, near the red zone where Matt Ryan on a third down had the ball kind of stick to his hands. It, it ended up being a loss of 16 yards. Pushed him deep out of field goal range. And they tried, but it came up way short. He had a pick six in there. He had countless penalties against the Falcons, several of which wiped away gains of 20 yards or more. Uh, you had the fumble on a jet sweep action off the leg of Mohamed Sanu. So Atlanta was its own worst enemy, and the Packers took advantage, certainly against the bad football team. Greg Matzik joining me on Monday Morning Quarterback. You can weigh in as well, 414-799-1620, the Academic Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I was at the game yesterday, watched the entire game. Uh, I was encouraged by the offense. that They seemed to, to uh, feel a little more comfortable in their own skins. Uh, Aaron Rodgers... You know, a lot of people like to beat up on Aaron Rodgers, and, and maybe he's had some uh, some throwaways this year, probably more than he's ever had. But he's still Aaron Rodgers, and he had a great touchdown pass with Devontae Adams and another one later in the game. What do you, what do you think of Aaron Rodgers in this season and the fact that some people want, want, him, want him to shoulder some of this blame? Well, I, I think he's deserving of some of the blame. I mean, I don't look at his stat line yesterday and say, wow, he really dominated the Atlanta Falcons. Um, his game yesterday, in my opinion, was – was not very much different than most of the games that he has played. And, and some of those games resulted in losses. Um, wasn't overly accurate, uh, under 200 yards passing. Was clean with the football in terms of the interception category, but had a couple that probably should have been picked off. Uh, I think his three should have come to an end yesterday. One should have been a pick six, but it wasn't. Um, it, it was a, a, a game like we've seen out of Aaron Rodgers uh, this season. It wasn't great, but it was good enough. What do you make of that record? He, he broke Tom Brady's record from the 2010 season, I believe, the year the Packers won the Super Bowl, uh, for most passes, consecutive passes without an interception. What, what do you think of that record? Is that something we should be applauding today? Well, certainly. I, I think it, it speaks to Aaron's ability to take care of the football. He values the possession more than anything else. And I, I think in some instances that's why you'll see him take a sack and people will say, well, he's holding on to the ball too long. Well, if he's got nowhere to go, he's not going to force it. So 
I appreciate that about Aaron Rodgers because you look at that touchdown pass to Cobb yesterday, and there wasn't much room to work with, and he fit the ball in a tight window. He will try and get the ball in a tight window, but he's not going to force it too much to the point where he's risking a possession. Um, and I think you have to get a little lucky. Uh, and quite candidly, I think Aaron's got a little lucky in his uh, last several games uh, avoiding that dreaded interception. But uh, it's been kind of a hallmark of his career, just the ability to protect the football. He's Greg Matzik. I'm Steve Scafidi. It's Monday Morning Quarterback, sponsored by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. After the break, I want to talk defense with Greg. What should we take away from that game at Lambeau Field yesterday, and what should we expect coming up next week as they face the dreaded Bears in Chicago? That's all coming up next. You can weigh in, 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Monday Morning Quarterback, more next right here in WTMJ. The voice of the unbelievably great Wayne Larrabee. That one happened right in front of me in my seats. I sit in my club seats. He takes the, the, uh, the pick back for the touchdown. Crowd went wild. It leads me to talk about defense. We're joined by Greg Matzik, as we are every mo- uh, Monday morning. Monday morning quarterback, sponsored by Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. They gave up that early drive, and then they shut down the uh, the Falcons for the most part until a couple late touchdowns. What do you what do you take away from uh, Mike Pettin's D yesterday? Yeah, I, I thought it was a good representative overall performance. I, I think anytime you take on the Falcons, you're worried about Julio Jones and. I even thought Jair Alexander early on, I mean, he was right there on a number of plays with Jones. And Jones is a Hall of Famer, and Jair is a rookie, but but certainly he has the talent to be a very good ball player. Um, you saw the challenge play come out twice in the first three plays, which I thought was a vote of confidence maybe in, in uh, Jair's ability to cover Julio. Uh, you can almost pencil in 100 yards for Julio against the Packers. It's mm-hmm. just how good he is. Uh, but nobody else really got on track. You, you saw some catches for Austin Hooper, but nothing great. Um, a couple of decent runs here and there, but you know the run game without Devontae Freeman is, is really struggled in Atlanta. Um, nobody else really had a great day. And Matt Ryan's final stats look fine, uh, and they look representative of a quarterback who may have been able to win that game, but they weren't. It was not a great overall day for the Atlanta offense. Uh, cosmetic scores late in the game, but uh, nothing really of significance that made you feel like this game was going to get turned around. Tom from Slinger joins us on the Acunet Mortgage Talking Text Line. Good morning, Tom. What uh, what say you? Yeah, good morning, Steve, Greg. Uh, I'd like to ask, Greg, on that first possession for Atlanta, that non-reception to reception to Julio Jones, that challenge, what in the world is a catch anymore, Greg? Hey, I can't believe that in New York that they don't see what we're seeing. Yeah, I got I, I kind of felt the same thing. So, you know, watching that game and applying last year's rules, uh, I don't, I don't think it's a catch. But uh, in the same vein, I'm watching that saying, well, under any circumstances, how is that a catch? So I, I don't know. I don't know what they're looking at. I, I do understand why Joe Philbin challenged. He's getting information from up above. Um, who are you guys who are looking at multiple angles and ultimately thought, yeah, this is worthwhile. Go ahead and challenge that play. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm back to you with that sort of gray area of not knowing it seems like more things this year that weren't to catch last year are a catch this year i don't know if it's better or more right uh but it's still kind of a a mysterious sort of space right now the catch rule in the nfl well i mean i think it goes beyond that greg greg matzik joining me on monday morning quarterback the officiating in the nfl this year there was a couple other plays one i think a potential spearing on aaron Rodgers that wasn't called i'm not sure what's happening with nfl officiating but it hasn't improved given all the technology, all the ways that we're supposed to be doing this in a, in a more precise fashion. It's not getting better. No, it, it's, uh, it, it does appear to be more inconsistent this year than in years past. I was even watching the end of the Dallas-Philadelphia game 
uh, looked like Philadelphia had a, a long touchdown to tie that game late. Uh, and there was a, a, a just a mysterious offensive pass interference penalty called. The very next play, it looked like a makeup call and a personal foul against Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. It's not just affecting the Packers. I mean, it's all over the place in the NFL. And I think that rule book is so thick and there are so many things left to interpretation that you get in kind of a dangerous area and you have officials ruling things differently week in and week out. So Mike Pettin is the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. His his defense played well yesterday. We had, of course, the uh, the pick six. Um, going forward, and we, we, none of us can predict what's going to happen with the, whether you know Joe Philbin will be the coach going forward. He's kind of been a four-game tryout here, and game one worked to his advantage. But uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Has, has, has Pettin, Coach Pettin earned, Greg, do you think, a chance to be the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers going forward? Yeah, I would, I would love to see Mike Pettin come back. Um, you know, this is a, the first year in a system that has got some holes. You know, you've got to be honest here in what you're looking at. It's amazing veterans who are, are high-priced, in some cases beat up. Uh, in the case of Nick Perry, just really unable to do much of anything this year. Injuries a big part of it. Yet the Packers still rank, you know, the top ten of the league uh, in sacks overall. So they're finding ways to get pressure on the quarterback, um, which is remarkable because they don't have a lot of studs right now with the ability to get pressure on the quarterback if you're looking at that outside linebacker position. Um, I think it's an aggressive style. I was watching Zaire Alexander uh, yesterday against Julio Jones. Oftentimes, you'll see a defensive back give Jones a lot of cushion, mm-hmm. and that's how he really picks teams apart. But Zaire was right up there trying to trying to push and punish a very physical receiver and just trying to alter his route a little bit to make life a little more difficult. I, I like some of the, the defensive philosophy things that you see from Mike Pettin. I think he's earned that opportunity to come back. And if you want to look at a case of a new coach coming in, but retaining the defensive coordinator looked no further than Chicago. They held on to Vic Fangio, uh, albeit through a coaching chain. So if you go with an offensive-minded head coach, I like to think that Petten is the guy who sticks. If you go with a defensive-minded head coach, more than likely it's because that guy wants to put in his own system. Greg Matzik joining me on Monday Morning Quarterback, sponsored by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. Clay Matthews seemed a little more energized yesterday. Uh, what do you make of his performance? I, I think Clay's been fine all season, really. And I know people are probably rolling their eyes right now, but overall, I think he's affected games at a reasonable rate. Um, and, and more so than a guy like Nick Perry at that outside linebacker position. Uh, more so than Reggie Gilbert, and has fewer sacks than Kyler Fackrell, but uh, has played the run pretty well this year. Um, I, it's an important season for Clay, really, when you look at his contract and what he's owed, look at his production, his age. You know, he's at that point. It's it's kind of Jordy Nelson territory here. Do you want to pay him to stick around, or is it better to move on uh, with a different option? So, Clay, Randall Cobb, Brian Bulaga, I mean, a handful of guys are going to be in that discussion next year. And something similar to what happened to Jordy could happen to one or multiple of those guys. Still time to weigh in. 414-799-1620. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talking Text Line. It's Monday Morning Quarterback with Greg Matzik and Steve Scafidi right here on WTMJ. That was Aaron Jones. I love to tweet out, Aaron Jones, go figure, because I, I needle the Packers coaching staff for not giving this guy more, more carries. Let's go to Tom in Greenfield. He's got one about uh, Mike McCarthy. Good morning, Tom. Yeah, um, my, my curiosity is... Uh, Two halves here. Uh, last week we seen the team not uh, show up for, for Mike McCarthy uh, during the game, and also uh, kind of stick him in the stick a fork in him uh, Wednesday when he came uh, back to uh, greet his players. This week uh, Joe Philbin's uh, the uh, coach, and uh, everybody's rah rah rah. Uh, uh, Joe Philbin, and uh, they play for him. Uh, 
Even Mason Crosby even kicks a couple field goals, which he couldn't even do uh, one last week uh, to win the, at least tie the game or put the game in uh, overtime, I, I guess. Uh, my, my question is, uh, where the, uh, is uh, the Packers uh, two, two different ways of looking at things, uh, that if you put a new coach in there, uh, that you're going to put a little strain on the uh, haves and the have-nots. I'm going to let him go because, Greg, we got, we're running out of time here. But uh, his question is, what, what was the difference week to week here? Well, I, a couple of things. I think there is a predictable sort of boost uh, whenever a change is made. I think players take that personally. Players I've talked to take it personally. Uh, and guys are not throwing in the towel. I don't, I don't believe for one instance that anyone tried to sabotage Mike McCarthy. I, just, I don't buy that narrative. I really don't. They weren't playing terribly well, but I don't think it was intentional. Um, I think there's too much personal pride on the line with the guys who are, are fighting tooth and nail for their job uh, week in and week out. Um, but I, they played a better football game yesterday, and it, guess what? It gets tougher next week. Um, then you got to go on the road to the New York Jets in a hostile environment against a not very good team, and you finish up with the Lions at home. So still plenty of work to be done, but what I saw yesterday was, was a team that was a little more in sync, played with a little more rhythm, and also took advantage of a number of Atlanta Falcons' mistakes, more mistakes than most of the teams the Packers have played this season have made. Greg Matzik, Steve Scafidi, Monday Morning Quarterback, sponsored by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. So let's look forward to the Bears next week, Sunday noon, Soldier Field. The Bears' big win over the Rams last night. Uh, tough defenses on both sides. We had, the, we had the great Bears defense against an offense of the Rams, which is supposed to be one of the top offenses in the NFL. What should we expect in that game at Soldier Field next Sunday, Greg? Not a lot of offense uh, would be my <laughs> guess. But, uh, you know, the, the Bears, it, their defense was outstanding yesterday, but Mitch Trubisky was not on his first game back after a minor injury. But, you know, they have got a backbone where if, if the offense is humming, that's gravy. You know, that, that's great. Their defense will always be there. Uh, they can run the football well. That's great December football. If you want to have a, a backbone of your team be defense and running the football and you play in a cold-weather environment, I, I think you're going to win a lot of football games. And Trubisky's been good enough. He, he's, he's shown certain signs of growth in year number two. Um, the, the offense is not overly complicated. He's very good with his feet and legs and getting out of jams uh, and extending plays. So, uh, and it's a team with a lot of confidence, and why shouldn't they be? This, this is back to being one of the – the more dominant Bears defenses that, that you've seen in a, no, in a number of years are creating turnovers left and right. Um, they held a very potent Rams offense without a touchdown yesterday. So uh, incredibly impressive team right now and, and maybe a little ahead of schedule uh, playing with a ton of confidence. Yeah, the only qualifier is that uh, Aaron Rodgers has had their number eight straight wins at Soldier Field, and uh, we all saw what happened in week one, that second half, that miraculous Aaron Rodgers comeback. So that's the only thing, I think, on our side, if you're, if you're a Packers fan. Otherwise, other than that, this is a Bears team that's much improved and, and really looking towards the playoffs. Packers, slim chance, Greg, but uh, a lot of things have, a ha have to happen to get us there. Yeah, so if you start to look at the, the rundown, you need Washington and Philadelphia to lose a game, and, and I still think that's very possible. Carolina needs to lose one game out of their next three. They play the Saints twice. Uh, but the key is tonight's game. So the loser of tonight's game would have to lose two more times. And if you look at the schedules, it, it's not likely that it would happen to either team, but maybe more likely that Minnesota would lose two out of their next three games following tonight if they lost. So I'm saying if you're a Packers fan, you're probably a Seahawks fan tonight. <laughs> He's Greg Matzik. Steve's committee with you. Monday morning quarterbacks sponsored by Potawatomi Hotel Casino. We'll talk again, Greg. All right, Steve. Thank you.